Inclusivity is one of the foundation stones of any company culture that creates an environment where all employees can look after their mental health and thrive. But sometimes persuading C-suites that this is a must rather than nice to have can seem like a long road. But today I'm delighted to say that Mental has a new friend on our journey as General Motors becomes a partner with Mental as we work together to try and amplify our shared vision. And today starts the beginning of a series of conversations in which together we will try and amplify that conversation. So today I'm delighted to welcome to the Mental Space podcast, Monica Hernandez, who is the Human Resources Director for Africa and Middle East with General Motors. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Really happy to be here. I'm really happy for us to be here and starting this conversation. Now, I'm going to start at the top with a piece of science, which we were in conversation with a guy called Dr. Rongan Chatterjee, incredible specialist. But he told us that the feeling of loneliness mm -hmm. is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh my God. Yeah. And that, that shows up whether that's in our home life, mm -hmm. at school, in our wider community, mm -hmm. but also particularly in our work community. Mm -hmm. Now, I know at General Motors, you have this vision of becoming the most inclusive company on the planet. How does that vision speak to tackling this sense of loneliness? Well... We've, we we started focusing in you know mental health and inclusion since 2013. So it has okay. been a journey for us. Uh, many companies I know that uh, after COVID they are starting to talk more about this loneliness and yeah. how to to build these relationship with employees, etc. But for us it has been a journey. So mm -hmm. we have learned that. Um, it's, it's a matter of making report leaders and employees mm -hmm. and creating a safe environment where really you can express how you're feeling. Uh, before, and I've been in HR for the last 23 years, it was never uh, a topic to talk about happiness of employees. Yeah. And now it seems that beyond a trend, it's something that really we want to to achieve. Okay. And why we want to achieve this? Because as you were saying, it's not only a matter of having a nice phrase and saying, oh, we want to be the most and whatever. It's 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 really having our employees bringing their whole selves mm -hmm. to work. It can be from working from home. It can be at an office, you know, picking up a little yeah. bit of human contact. But uh, we're really living it through our values, our behaviors and our leaders. Okay, well, let's let's explore that a little bit deeper. Um, when we talk about values and we talk about inclusivity and inclusivity, we use this word, but it can mean many things. Mm -hmm. What does inclusivity mean at General Motors? Inclusivity uh, cannot be a standing alone word. For us, it's inclusivity and equity as well. Mm -hmm. And the diversity is already there, right? It has always been there. Inclusivity is looking into what each individual needs and trying to shape something according to their needs, professional and personal needs, right? It's not uh, those times where we just said female need this or male in this age or generations need it. It's no longer something on, on, on how we tackle individual needs, right? Now it's more like, what do you need? Trying to shape a, a, a solution, trying to shape a path for a person. Yeah. Of course, we have thousands of employees, yeah, right? Yeah. So maybe just one plan by employee won't be, we, we don't have enough leaders or enough time to do it. But at least letting them know that they can speak on their own and they can ask for whatever suits them. 
Now, this is an interesting, almost like change, because the old way of doing things, almost like the Victorian steel mill owner, would be sit there, do that, and I only need one manager to look after 50 different employees because they're all expected to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's interesting now that you're changing that dynamic so that you're approaching it, trying to create a space where the employees can actually, almost like their needs Mm -hmm. become at the same time or if not before the Mm -hmm. company's needs. Mm -hmm. There's more of a give and take there. Correct. And I think it's 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 letting the employee know that they can be in the driver's seat mm-hmm. of their own mental wellness, stability, balancing their needs. We we instead of now saying it's life work balance, it's more of a like life work integration. Yeah, yeah. And for that you need to be in control, right? So we can provide many tools and many policies, but the accountability still is in the person. Yeah. And we want that to be clear with our employees and leaders, right? We can facilitate, we can, you know, put solutions in place, but it's in the individual to really raise a hand and say, this is what I want. Yeah. This is what energizes me. This is my passion. I love that. And we ne- desperately need more of that in workspaces across the world. The barrier sometimes to this is the leaderships. And what we try to do at Mental, because we've seen the research, is that if we talk in the language of the C-suite, and we just really, if the CEO doesn't get it in here, maybe we can get him in here and talk about the P&L. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we change that conversation? Like in terms of General Motors mm-hmm. and your leaderships, what have been the benefits? What's the return on investment uh, that's, changed the mindset within General Motors over the past nearly decade that you've been on this journey? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a complex one, uh, what, what, what yeah. you're requesting. I probably divide it in two. First, um, the, the list of requirements, you know, the skills that we're looking into leaders has changed. Mm-hmm. Before it was more on the technical side, experience, yeah. how many years. Now it's more like we want a leader that is candid. We want a leader that is humble. We want a leader that is not afraid of being, you know, exposed and, and being uh, um, more more human, let's yeah. say, right? So now we're looking more into the leadership characteristics rather than the technical. Of course, the technical is going to be important, but yeah. we're assuming that in your career you have proven that and you can learn that. So since recruiting, we're posting um, our competencies and our behaviors have been shaped into these, you know, Curious leader, uh, insightful leader, etc. So yeah. that is more leading the selection process of a leader rather than oh he's really good in the technical part, but his his people skills are not there. So that <laughs> and, has been a and change. And it's really interesting if we think about the language both me and you are mm-hmm. using when we're describing out of date CEOs, mm-hmm. we use the term he. Yeah. Uh, whereas, and that's going to be, that's an interesting one for, because again, if we're talking about inclusivity, how has General Motors gone on this journey where we actually look at these leadership positions and it's, it's the best candidate for the job and you are building in these leadership skills. And um, if we look at McKinsey report, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it was last year, McKinsey did this report where they talked about the leadership skills that were needed for CEOs to succeed. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you look at the language, they called them the alphas. Mm-hmm. It's quite masculine language. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually looked at all of the skills, they were all linked to emotional intelligence. Correct. So I think we're in this real period of mm-hmm. 
change and disruption. Mm -hmm. And that's got to start at the leadership space. Mm -hmm. So inclusivity has to start within the leadership. And I'm interested to know General Motors' journey in that space. Yeah. And uh, we started more like, this is how you need to behave in an inspiring leader, mm -hmm. you know. But now we're not leaving it to luck. This means. Yeah. We know that some leaders are more naturally people-oriented. And yeah. sometimes you become a leader and no one is really mentoring you in that journey. So we're taking care of, you become a new leader, so we give them specific training, being a leader that is a multiplier rather than, you know, a leader that tells people what to do, etc. But also we're measuring them. Yeah. Each of us in our annual uh, objective list, one objective one out of five, six, let's say, that you yeah. will have, it's specifically talking about your performance as a leader, how good feedback you're giving to employees, how much you develop them. And also we're having a, every uh, six months a people leader survey. Okay. This people leader survey, it's um, intent to really assess how you're doing as a leader. So we're, you know, we're being measured. And also, it's not that we just see, you know, which are the leaders that inspire, which are the leaders we need to emulate, and which leaders need some action. We want our leaders to be successful. Yes. So as HR, we have this nice dashboard where we can take a look and see which leaders need additional work, let's say, an additional mentor, and from there we can move them. We also have been working on uh, how, how our inspiring leaders uh, walk the talk. And for that, honestly, we have the best. Mary Barra, in addition to embrace diversity and, and our behaviors, she, she really talks from the heart. Yeah. And, and there's no tolerance when it comes to a leader mistreating people, not having an inclusive uh, language or, you know, being in a collaborative approach. So that, and finally, we have our workplace environment survey that also measures how leaders are behaving, not only the immediate leader, but in general, our leaders, because we want them to, to really be, you know, this example. I love that. That's why I, that's, and that's why I'm delighted that Mental are working with General Motors um, in this partnership. If I go back to this recent McKinsey survey as well, which which actually painted quite an alarming picture of this point, you know, this part of the world. They looked at the UAE, looked at Saudi Arabia, looked at Kuwait, and looked at Qatar, mm -hmm. and they found that actually 66% of employees were struggling with their mental health. Mm -hmm. But they all, so that means that more of us are now struggling with our mental health than are not. Um, and this is where. I really love reading about the work you're trying to do in creating these safe spaces mm -hmm. so everybody can turn up. We talk about mental health mm -hmm. or we talk about the ability to have just an honest conversation so we're not isolated, mm -hmm. so we're not holding back. Um, how has that played out at General Motors and why is that so important, that creating that, that safe space? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all is to break this hierarchy, yeah. right? Yes, definitely we will have titles and we will have different levels of responsibility, but yeah. level of responsibility doesn't mean that I cannot approach my MD or my CEO or whatever. So we have open spaces yeah. uh, where you can go and have the conversation. And if you see that something is not aligned to our behaviors and you don't feel comfortable speaking up, we have a channel where you can go and do like a 1-800 kind line, yes. anonymous, and you can, you can go there and... We try to prove employees that we're really listening, right? In all our surveys, we're even asking the question, 
is something, has something changed after I go and ask you? Because we know that, you know, after going there, we need to action it. Yeah. I was at a conference recently um, and the audience were asked, and it was just a snapshot of the audience, but the audience was asked to kind of define some of the words, yeah, pick a word that defines workplace culture, that defines well-being at work. And one of the biggest words that came out was trust. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, it, and it feels like trust is important kind of in both ways, you know, from a company, from a manage, managerial perspective, we have employees who are increasingly working flexibly. Mm -hmm. So they're not sat right in front of me. So I can't see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I have to, as a manager, let go and trust them. Mm -hmm. But also with all the services that companies can put in place in terms of mental health support mm -hmm. and communication, the employees also have to trust that when they speak, mm -hmm. they this won't be weaponized against them. If they go, I'm struggling with my mental health today, mm -hmm. that it won't be weaponized again. Mm -hmm. Again, I want to get your perspective, you know, mm -hmm. particularly from what you've learned over the nine years about mm -hmm. how important that foundation of trust mm -hmm. going both ways is. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we have a really strong non-retaliation policy. And this goes across all levels. Okay. So uh, this is if I do a speak up for safety, if yeah. I do a speak up because, you know, a process is not being followed. But yeah. what we try to do is to be really transparent. So, yes, we're working in leadership and so on, but still we have some leaders because, well, we're working towards, right? Mm -hmm. We have some leaders that it's more the leader being nice, the leader allowing the employee, the leader listening to the employee. And we want all employees to feel that they are entitled to these solutions. So our policies are more transparent and simple than ever. Before, yeah. there were pages and pages. Today, yeah, yeah. it's just something simple, something that you can describe, you know, in, in, in maybe, I don't know, two or three lines. So that employees know that they can access to these mental health solutions, these uh, uh, speak up versus being, a, you know, the leader prerogative to give it away or not. Mm -hmm. And also we are, we have created different forums where we just open the conversation. Like we just had, for example, one with the females. It's just like open the conversation. This forum is for you. Yeah. So, so they start giving us the, the temperature, right? Or what is in their minds. So based on that, we develop solutions. And even they develop the solution. We have an ETI committee set up uh, globally and also one here specifically for the region where it's the employees that have the, 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 the driving seat, right? They, they really let us know where to go and uh, what they need. So more than ever, I think that these being approachable kind yeah. of thing is, is probably what has been working. Now, new generations also are asking more and more for that transparency, no hierarchy, et cetera. And yes. I love that. I love that because <laughs> that keeps us challenged, right? Uh, and uh, well, you are actually fairly unique in that perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting because we wrote a story the other day, which actually showed that Gen Z employees are one of the most stressed in the Middle East. And we 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 and we we posted something about it, and the amount of uh, you know, and I actually thought, and this was on LinkedIn. I thought that was on Twitter for a moment, rather than LinkedIn, because the language that comes through is lazy, selfish, spoiled, snowflakes. Um, how do we create this? You know, this environment where young people come into the office. You know, I I like you 
believe, you know, when we, when I, certainly when I entered the world of work, it was, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. You couldn't challenge it, you know. And if you were in a toxic work environment, you had to literally just suck it up and say nothing, you know, until the point where you were able to escape that, that hellhole. Now we're in this space where, you know, talent has never been more important. It is one of the foundations of the long-term sustainability of companies. But how do we change that conversation that, that, that somehow, you know, the young people coming in, again, the word entitled, I genuinely believe that we are entitled as employees of any age mm-hmm. for things to get better, mm-hmm. for work practices mm-hmm. to improve. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we have always been, you know, at some point we were that new generation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Labeling generation. It's a long time yeah. since I was a new generation, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Labeling generations, I think it's, it's old-fashioned, a little okay. bit old-fashioned, yeah. at least my personal point yeah. of view, because we have innovative, uh, disruptive, uh, lazy and whatever employees in all generations, right? <laughs> but True. I think it's yeah. okay. Yeah. But it's more about the person having the right fit with the company. Yeah. And for us, that's why it's now our job descriptions are and our recruiters are paying also more attention on on that cultural fit. Yeah. Once the, the the person finds it, doesn't matter the age, but probably a new generation, if they really find this fit, they will they will grow with the company. So does this come back to, and if we step back and look at it from the economic health of a company, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the ROI, if we're fostering this almost spirit of innovation so people can go, do you know what, I've got an idea and I want to, I want, I, this challenge is that, but I want to speak up and say it. Mm-hmm. That's something that companies really need to capture because if you want to carry on being relevant in the future mm-hmm. and carry on adapting to technological changes and market shifts, you need that innovation surely to be able to continue to succeed. Yes. And we need to be as leaders from not the new generation, right? We need to keep our minds and ourselves updated because it's the same as with the, with the, what you learn as a kid, right? Mm. If, if the answer to any new adventure is no, you will st- stop thinking about getting into new adventures. Yeah. So the moment we, we say that one of our, our behaviors is to innovate, we need to embrace risk. Mm-hmm. We need to provide the tools and we need to be open to invest in those, right? Or at least to listen. So it, it, it needs to become something that is practically working, right? Why? Because otherwise, the first time I tell you, you can be innovative in General Motors and you come with an idea and I say, shoot, no, no, yeah, that yeah. won't work. We have been doing this for the past 10 years this way. Then you will probably, you know, step 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 down into this, yeah. this innovation. Yeah. And for that, that's why we keep working with our leaders. Uh, doesn't matter, you know, if they're well-seasoned or not, so that they are opening their perspectives into new ideas. You clearly very passionate about this. Yes. You know, as, a, as, as a human being, where is that passion? Where was that passion born? Um, and just give me some kind of insight into, you know, Monica's journey. Have you either experienced the benefits of being in an employer that leans into this? Or have you in the past got that perspective where you know the impact of a toxic work culture on a human being? What's what's your journey been like as a human being? Yes, uh, well, the... the my journey in GM has been long, and I gotta say, um, it was not always like this. Mm-hmm. It was more, you know, uh, hierarchy, um, the script, 
you, you should, you know, this yeah. is what is expected. But I have been always since, since, since ever being curious and being someone that doesn't take a no as an answer, <laughs> if I'm really convinced. Right? I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. it works. So I, I, but I understood really early in my career that I could not just go with my excitement and my willingness to do things different. Mm -hmm. I needed data. And data was not as, as available as today, yeah, right? Totally, today yeah. you have studies that really embrace the benefits of even just having diversity, right? When I joined, there were no female in the line in, in back in Mexico, in my hometown. Yeah. And, and after, you know, looking into the benefits, having, you know, the right infrastructure and whatever, when I was able to be the personal director at, at th that plant, it was the first time when we onboarded females in the line. And those kind of, you know, uh, achievements energized me. And I tried to bring that passion to my team to say, we can really make a change. I believe that each generation goes through life by leaving a legacy behind. And I think in my generation, we're kind of more feeling, or at least my case of, we can make things in a different way and we can embrace uh, different opinions. At least that, that was the, the way I was raised. Yeah. And always in my house, it was like, you can do it, you can do it and think about ways of doing it. And don't, don't take a no for, you know, as an initial answer. So in my position in HR, and probably that's why uh, I, I'm so happy in, in HR and in GM, it's because we can make these steps, baby steps, probably before way baby steps. And now it's like, you can go and run more. Yeah. Because we have the support of leadership now. That almost feels like a mic drop moment, but I'm going to be a bit selfish as well. Like we're delighted that, you know, GM and mental are partnering together. Mm -hmm. Why did you feel it was time for us to kind of collaborate and amplify this message now? Because we need to talk more about the topic, but we need to talk more about the topic with facts. Yes. If I go back in my career, we just talk about the onboarding females, mm -hmm. but the facts were not really there, right? Yeah. We also started talking about people of determination and, and bringing them, but it was more like, well, we will find a way, but it's really difficult. And now it's the moment to say, here are the real tools and new generations are more open to use those tools. So changing, you know, gears a little bit here and there um, will make us to really show that the tools are there and they're practical tools. Even I was thinking about how we used to manage before medical insurance, for example, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And at some point it was like, I need something that, that employees have in their hands, right? Our phones. So mental, I think it tackles, you know, like something that it's, this is what I need. We're in a world of immediate response. That also stress a lot new generations, as you were saying, totally. because it's like, yeah. right. It's like yeah. everything. Sometimes we, we need to tell employees, slow down. You don't need to reply an email immediate, but yeah. they are, they are configured this way. We are, on, we are on the road. We are right? on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amazing. so the thing is that you need to have solutions that are more liquid knowledge, liquid solutions kind yeah. of, and probably that's why we like the, definitely we jumped into this sounds like a solution, a more practical solution rather than go on, you know, do something more traditional and uh, being open also to our employees to say, you know what, I need some time off. I, and it's just because I'm, you know, 
I need it. Yeah. It doesn't matter your lifestyle. It can be you're a caregiver. It can be just that we have a lot of employees here that are living by by their own. Yeah. The families are are living yeah, yeah. in a different yeah. country. For me, it's the first time uh, that I'm so far from home. Here is just my husband and I. So I can definitely understand that also not having these this uh, this uh, network close can trigger more than ever. And then we come back to almost, yeah, we're exactly where we started, which is the loneliness. Uh, I I mean, I could talk to you about this all day. Uh, (laughs) However, um, what an amazing conversation. And thank you. Look, genuinely, if you've enjoyed this conversation, then please uh, stay tuned because we're going to have lots more conversations. We're delighted to be working with General Motors. We'll be exploring inclusivity, diversity, diversity, employee mental health. And there's going to be lots more conversations to come about how organizations can change, improve and evolve. So finally, once again, Monica, thank you for joining us on the Metal Space. 